Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, so it is the month of May. You're surely Dr. Barry Pierre, and we're going to talk about mental health awareness month so this is a time like like every month where we have to focus on a certain disorder a certain disease and on the month of may we focus on mental health i talk a lot about the fact well i talk a lot in general but i talk a lot about the fact that physical health is great you know financial health is great but if the mental health in your whatever that means for you obviously i'm going to give some textbook definitions but whatever that means for you, if your mental health isn't balanced, isn't on par with the rest, the other two don't really matter. Because I've seen it time and time again, how, again, you could have, you know, you could be in the best you know, position career-wise, and you can have them making the most money, and you're absolutely miserable. We talk about physician burnout a lot here on uh, Medicine Mondays and the Lunch Learner Dr. Barry podcast. And I talk about, we've had a whole series just focusing on physician burnout, attending burnout, resident burnout, medical student burnout. Now, is that because they felt that they've gotten to a point where, you know, their career isn't fulfilling? Is that to the point where they're not making enough money? Like, there's so many different factors entwined to it, but it always goes back to just having a bit of this mental anguish that says, all right, I'm done. And when we talk about mental health, I kind of I'll talk about a little bit of my personal journey uh, with mental health. Obviously, if you know, um, if you listen to the intro, uh, my wife Marie Davis PhD, CEO of Autism in Black, right? She has a uh, master's degree in mental health therapy. So uh, up close and personal, I get to talk to my own therapist, who obviously happens to be my wife, of course. But like, I get to talk to my own personal therapist because just to hear, and y'all know me, I like to kind of kind of nitpick and just see, all right, what are you guys thinking? How do you guys approach the subject? So when I think about myself, for those who know me, right, those who know, or if you follow me on social media for a while, one of the characteristics that, you know, follows me is that I am cool, I'm relaxed, I'm laid back. And a lot of times people are asking, like, how how do you do it? How do you sit through a pandemic, still be cool, calm, and relaxed? How do you sit through having to talk to families about, you know, emotional traumas, physical traumas, death, and still cool, calm, and laid back? How do you do those things day in, day out, working in a profession that you know that perfection is demanded? How many are jobs where perfection is demanded? Because if we don't provide perfection, someone's life could be in danger. And that's something that I take wholeheartedly every single time I'm able to step into the building, say, hey, I'm Dr. Pierre, because I recognize that if I don't have that train of thought to say, hey, I have to be the most cool, calm, collected person in the building, despite what's happening around me, someone's life may be at stake. And whether it's been through childhood traumas that I've went through, you know, stressors, growing up poor, family issues, 
you know, work issues, medical school, uh, pre-med, all of these issues, whatever has been the reason, I have always been able to find, hey, you know what? It could be worse. And that's just how I've internalized that. I was talking to my wife the other day because uh, we were just talking about just kind of emotions. And she talked about the, the last time she saw me cry. The last time she saw me cry was when my father passed away. If you're part of the Lunch and Learn community, you know that my father passed away when I was a first year medical student going on to second year. So it was the summer of my first year medical student. And I get a phone call that I will never forget uh, that, hey, that's dead. Shout out to my uncle who, you know, as blunt as can be, but say, hey, your dad's dead. You need to come. And I remember it because I, I stayed uh, relatively close to home. I just remember driving. And I just remember, I don't even know what my thoughts were, but it wasn't until I got to my dad's house that I realized that there was no music on. There was nothing on. I had drove probably good 40, 30 or 40 minutes in just absolute silence with my thoughts. I can't tell you what my thoughts were, but just absolute silence with the thought of knowing that I was going to my father's house and he had just passed away. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you were probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And it wasn't until, honestly, it wasn't until the wake where all of those emotions that just kind of, that I had to partake, kind of just been let out, right? So my wife jokes all the time, uh, you're too cool, you're too relaxed, you know, I never see you cry, I never see you get teary-eyed or anything unless that happened, right? Because I deal in a business, I deal in a career that I recognize that death comes for almost everyone. Like, and it, it's it's not like, oh no, this person, you know, only came in for this specific issue. They shouldn't be dying. No, like I've had patients who came in very, very ill who passed away. I've had patients who come in who I didn't think that were very ill, but ended up passing away. So you just never know. I've had patients I've said good morning to, and by the afternoon time, they passed away. So I know and recognize that because death is something that I just have to deal with because this is the job I sign up for, lovingly so, that there's certain things that I just have to be able to put in the box and say, all right, I can deal with the stress of this or I can keep doing what I need to do. So that's kind of been my motivator, my drive you know, as a physician. And that's, and I just kind of internalized that even in my personal life where, yeah, yep, it, it may be stressful. It may be this, it may be that. But because I know it could be worse, like my stress levels never like rise to any level of occasion to the point where I'll be in a hospital. It's a cold blue rapid response. And I'm just cool, calm and collective because the way my mental uh, focus has been shaped that that's typically the best way I concentrate. So when we talk about mental health awareness month, it's not going to be the same for everyone. And I think that's what sometimes gets people wrapped up, right, in confusion. Because people, when they hear mental health or have good mental health, they think that everyone has to be able to operate the same way, 
to deal with stresses the same way, to deal with anxiety the same way. And that's just not the case. Mental Health Awareness Month and then just recognizing why we even talk about it is because one, we want to say, hey, from the rooftops, hey, mental health is important. Mental health is important. And because it's important, I'm going to shout from the rooftops every May so you recognize mental health is important. But number two, recognizing that, yes, you can deal with stress, you can have anxiety, but how do you cope with it? And is that coping mechanism that you have beneficial? Because some people have different coping mechanisms when we talk about grief, when we talk about death, when we talk about loss, when we talk about stress. Some people have different coping mechanisms for that. So the question you have to ask is, is my coping mechanism good for me? Is this something that I can learn on, I can build on, or is it detrimental to me? Right. I want I want to kind of give a you know a couple, you know, you know me, I love the facts, right? So um is this aspect and this definition. Mental health often misunderstood as the absence of mental illness. This is what I kind of talked about. Just because you you feel stress, anxiety, despair, just because you have that doesn't necessarily mean that like it has to be mental illness. It's just saying uh under, it's often misunderstood as the absence of. So people would think that because I have it then all of a sudden I can't have good mental health because I have stress, because I have, I have anxiety. Oh, yeah, that's oh, that's a problem. Like, no, understanding that it's going to be different in the picture is going to be different for everyone is what really makes us have to kind of scream from the rooftops. Hey, I want everyone to kind of focus on mental health. And I want people to know that it's not an age thing. It's not a gender thing. Like everyone at every age experiences things different ways. My son, my son, love I love my son, uh, but he he gets very emotional. He gets very emotional uh, off you know things like oh I can't get my toy or um, I can't see my auntie or where's my nana. Like he is very emotional, and the old ideal way, especially for boys, is oh man up, man up. You shouldn't be crying. But in this new day and age recognizing how much trauma even the phrase man up has placed on our young boys and men and soon to be grown men how much trauma that's put on them like i just i just say all right all right, all right son tell me why you're sad like i i asked him because i want to know like, why why are you so sad right i i don't shun him for it i don't say oh you shouldn't be crying stop it uh because I recognize that those young boys who've been told to man up, who've been told to repress, who've been told to act like it, it, they shouldn't be hurt because they can't see Nana or they can't see auntie, those are the ones who repress those types of feelings and don't know how to express them when they get older. Hey, what's up everybody? It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what, what can I do to get more involved with the Lunch and Learn community? What can I do to get more involved with Dr. Barry? I got something for you. This year, we have launched the Lunch and Learn Patreon community where you get access to a private Discord, access to live Q&As. Depending on the tier you select, you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guest so i want you to do right now after listening to this episode of course 
is join me at drberrypierre.com slash Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private Discord today. How many people are dealing with people who, as an adult, can't really deal with, with their emotions? Can't really focus on their emotions? Can't really express what they're feeling, how they're feeling? How many people are, are dealing with that? You may be one of the people, right? Like, if, if you don't know anyone, you might be that person. Right, let's, let's just get a number out here. According to the World Health Organization, one in four people in the world will be affected by mental or neurological disorders at some point in their lives. One in four. If you know three people who aren't affected by this, you're the one. Another point. Uh, among uh, around 450 million people currently suffer from conditions uh, placing mental health disorders among the leading cause of ill health and disability worldwide. Look, this is why I can't tell people to only focus on their financial health. This is why I can't tell people to only focus on, you know, their physical health. Like, I have to understand that if I don't not only recognize, hey, mental health is a concern, mental health is something you have to worry about, you're just going to carry it on and not be treated accordingly. The amount of patients I've taken care of who have had, you know, blood pressure that's been uncontrolled, diabetes has been uncontrolled, weight that's been uncontrolled. And you think it's about, oh, they're just not taking their medications or they're just not exercising enough. But when you really get deep down and you ask the right questions, especially as a former primary care doctor, I'm just, I just have that face where people just like, hey, they, 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 they trust me and they, they're, they're open with me and they're able to say, hey, this is the problem I'm having. If you don't have that level of communication with your patient, They'll never be able to tell you, hey, doc, yeah, I'm super stressed at work. I'm super stressed with family. Hey, doc, I'm having this issue. I'm having that. Like, they won't be able to tell you the underlying reasons. So as a physician who isn't paying attention, I think my patient's non-compliant, or I think my patient's just eating too much or not exercising enough. But no, it's their mental health that's not in focus. And we have, especially now of recent we have this very uh, great movement of people, one, recognizing, hey, I need to talk about my mental health issues. More importantly, two, I need to find a professional to talk with. I was in Jamaica a few months ago. I was in Jamaica a few months ago, and someone asked me, hey, in America, do you all, do you all, die, do you, all you guys get a, a, like a free therapist? Because he was surprised at how many people, especially in this country, would see a therapist. He said, oh, you have a therapist? You have a therapist? Like people that he would just never believe would have a therapist were having therapists. Because one, we're again, we're recognizing that, hey, this money is great. This career is great. If my mental isn't on point, it don't even matter. And I know a lot of my old school, you know, career professionals, my doctors are going to go crazy off the stuff I say because typically when we talk about the younger generation younger generation i'm 40 when we talk about the younger generation which i guess i am i guess i can't say that now which is funny we we talk about like oh you know they they want a lifestyle they want this they want that and they don't work as hard but no what is happening is that they're just recognizing that hey mental health is a key component in my total uh health uh world Right, like yes, I can't. I can't be great physically. I can't be great spiritually. I can't be great um, uh, financially. But mentally, I'm just slacking. Mentally, I'm not pulling uh, my weight. 
because if you don't pull up your weight with your mental health, everything else will invariably suffer. So this is why we have a month like this to say, hey, what about your mental health? What are questions you should be asking? What are things you should be thinking about, especially during a time like this? Mental health is critical to every aspect of our lives, social, physical, and economic. Again, that's why I, I kind of mentioned, I kind of mentioned that. The fact that yes, you you can't be great in your career field and you still got you you still got your issues. You're still you you got uh, I don't want to call it demons, but you still got some things that you have to take care of that you're not taking care of. You have that anxiety, you got that stress, you have that feeling of guilt, you have that feeling of oh I'm not good enough. You have all of these repressed feelings or more importantly, maybe even expressed feelings, but it's not being solved. And if they don't get solved, guess what? You're not going to get to where you need to get to to feel better and to feel more importantly, to feel complete. Like I said, I have a cheat code. I got a therapist in the house. A lot of people don't have the access or never thought that like, oh, maybe I should be talking to therapists about this. A lot of people, especially like our man up generation have been just taught that their feelings are like, you know, should be repressed and you know, it, it, in fact, it's weak to even want to talk to someone about it. And a month like this is so great because a month like this wants people to say, hey, that stigma associated with mental health, that stigma associated with your anxiety, depression, um, and everything else kind of under the sun associated with your mental health, that stigma, we're not here for that. We're not here to have you it. We're not here to have you repress it. We're not here to have you find someone to talk to. We're, we're not we're not going for that anymore. So when I talk to my physician colleagues, when I talk to uh, my patients and, and they, they tell me like, hey, I'm just feeling stressed. I'm feeling burnt out. Like I just listen because a lot of times we're so busy trying to solve others problems. We won't even listen to the other problems that they're telling us. But I just listen. I say, hey, I hear you. I understand. What do you need from me? And then I just wait. I just wait to say, what do you need from me? I leave it open because I want to give them the platform. I want to give them that opportunity to say, hey, this is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. I just need a break right now. I just need to get away from it right now. Right? Like, you know, if you're a parent, you're like, hey, I just I just need to get away from my kids for, you know, a, a few hours. I got you. Like, it's just one of these things that we continuously have to focus on and we will continuously scream it from the rooftops, right? I have a slew of people who are looking for um, uh, therapists. I have a slew of people of, of professionals who are looking to help others, right? But if you don't make that connection and acknowledging, hey, I need the help, you'll never go to them. You'll never say, hey, you know what? I, I would love to talk to a therapist about that death I experienced. I would love to talk to a therapist about this. I would love to talk to someone professional about that just so I can kind of wrap my own emotions around. I think a lot of people, and I'm dating myself right now, get this picture of when they think about like talking to a therapist, you know, they, they kind of go back to like Frasier. Like, again, I'm dating myself where they, they think they're just going to be sitting in this kind of, you know, expensive chair and people just gonna be talking and talking and then nothing gets done. But no. A lot of amazing work gets done. A lot of amazing uh, tools get added to your tool belt to deal with the stressors of life. 
Because remember, the, the definition the definition says um, often misunderstood as the absence of mental health. It is not the absence of mental health. You may have some mental health issues. It's how are you dealing with it? And that's why I love a month like this, because a month like this helps me reflect. Because obviously you're going through the motions. You know, I'm going through the motions. I'm posting. I'm doing this content creating. Um, taking care of patients in real life, right? Take, taking care of family in real life. And, and it sometimes takes a month like this to, for me to sit back and say, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me make sure I'm getting myself together. Let me make sure I'm checking in with the people I need to check in with. Let me make sure I'm reaching out to people who may need reached out to. Because, again, a lot of us, a lot of us do a good job of saying, oh, I'm the only one dealing with this problem. No one wants to hear me. Not realizing that you got plenty, you got you got plenty of berries around the world, around your social circle, who can't wait to pick up that phone and hear what what you have to say. But you have to be able to do it. Right? You have to be able to say, yes, I have an issue. Yes, I have a concern. Yes, I recognize these things, and I want to get better. Can someone help me get better? Like, is this? You cannot do this alone. Um, you should not do this alone uh, because if if you could do it alone, then everyone, then you'd already be fine. But it's a lot of someone's listening to this episode right now or watching this episode right now, knowing that there's some strife that they're dealing with that they just really can't handle by themselves anymore. Knowing that there's some career issues that, you know, something in their career that's causing them, you know, to, to hate going to work. That's really something they need to talk about right now. Knowing that there's something at home that really makes them hate, like when they have to go at home. Uh, has someone on their phone or two people on their phone or three people on their phone that every time they pick up, you're like, Ah, you're about to bring me more stress, right? But they don't know how to voice that. They don't know how to process that. There's someone who's dealing with a death in the family, a loved one, immediate loved one. And even if it happened one year, two year, five year, 10 years, they still don't know how to deal and process and move forward, whatever moving forward means for them. I had um, Naisha Garza on the show. I'll put a link in the description. And she just talked about how and this is just focusing on grief because there's so many aspects of mental health, but grief was a big one. She, and that's kind of her focus. You're just talking about how a lot of people have this very cookie cutter, uh, you know, approach to how they think people should process grief. Now imagine if there was a one-stop shop, like, Hey, if you have some grief, this is how you're supposed to process it. It's supposed to take this many time and you're supposed to get over it by this much time. Like imagine just hearing that, like, you wouldn't say the same thing about diabetes. You wouldn't say anything about hypertension. You wouldn't say the same thing about a stroke. You wouldn't say anything about a broken arm. But for some reason, when it comes to mental health, we seem to all have this picture that there's a one specific way to do it and do it that way. You'll be fine. Get over it. Right. Like, again, the same kind of the same premise. Right. Like your, your grief, someone passed away. Oh, get over it. Like it's it going to happen. Get over it. No, I'm not going to get over it. I don't want to get over it. Like I, I want I want to have to do it. I want I want to see who is this going to be this new person after I leave uh, because I'm not the same person before it is passed to pass away, right? Like these are like, and these are questions that happen to have, right? So, and again, when I talk to my physician colleagues and I hear, and I hear the stress uh, in their voice and I hear them talking about like, Hey, I can't wait to leave this job. I can't wait to do the next thing. I just hear like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm at the point now where my mental wits is about done and I'm ready to get up out of here. And this was, Get up out of here from a profession that they've loved. Get up out of here from a profession that they've dreamed about. But now they got here. Again, this isn't just old attendings. This is fresh attendings, new attendings, residents, medical students, pre-med. 
Like every single level is dealing with some level of anguish and stress. And if you want to get to a point, you want to get to a point where, you know, in 10 years, you feel just as good as you felt in year one, right? You're going to be able to have, you're going to have to know how am I going to process the mental, you know, uh, complexities of my life and make sure I can cope correctly, whatever coping correctly means. So again, I'm your truly Dr. Barry. Again, appreciate all of my Medicine Monday and Lunch and Learn uh, viewers, listeners. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. Make sure again, uh, don't forget we have a, a private Patreon group. Join the Patreon, drbarrypr.com slash Patreon, where we can have more in-depth discussion on all topics uh, galore. So you guys be blessed. I'm gonna see you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.